That's me making noise in bed. Ah, oh, (laughs) hi, yes. Well, don't mind if I do. (laughs) Well, I never. Uh Rootin' tootin'. Wow. Fuck. What Rock an intro. And roll. Can't follow so it. Cannot follow it. Don't have the <laughs> don't have the energy. Uh I'm tank topping <laughs> today, so that's pretty cool. Um so you're welcome, Gosh. ladies. Uh it's twenty two percent ladies listeners. I was looking on anchor. Twenty two percent. So it's it's that's not so quite low. The, I agree, but what do you I mean you've heard the things I say? Um, it's true. Wait, but a lot of women hit me up on Instagram. No, I don't like, think it's. Not, I mean, twenty two. It's still like a lot of people. It's just. I think also with comedy, it's it skews male heavy, like most sure. comedians. Like I remember Chappelle show would always be like, "My boyfriend loves your show." It was never like I love it. It was like <laughs> I, you know what I mean? They're like, I'm forced to are, watch. Yeah, um, I don't get. It's too mean for me. It's too n wordy. Um, Bianca, this is many. We're how many weeks into quarantine are we? Five, four, five, six, six, maybe even. Um, uh, five, four, well, there's five. your quarantine, and then there's everybody else's. Folks, I won't drop it, I will not drop the First controversial. Of all, mine Island, started Island like trip. five days after. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I'll never drop it because I'm a I grind the axe. Um, Listen. hold on. Can you guys see my axe in this frame? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about the earth. Um, um, uh, so that what there are there, we are, we don't have leadership is the pro one of the problems with America. Um, we have, you, we have a guy that's technically supposed to be in charge but he doesn't understand donald trump uh doesn't understand that i didn't vote for the governor of arizona i voted for the governor of california and i voted for the president so if you're gonna make in order for for us to uh figure out how to uh, we need uniformity and so he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to he don't want to be responsible for anything he doesn't want to be responsible for. So he's just saying it's up to the governors, but it can't be up to the governors because the governors are not just representing themselves. They're not just representing their state. There has if if uh, California quarantines and Arizona doesn't, then California's quarantine isn't going to be effective or right. it's going to be significantly less effective. So there needs to be a national platform for behavior and a ding dong dum dum doesn't understand. Um, <laughs> I wanted to call him Fat Dumb Donnie the other dumb. day, but um, but it, fat people, they, I can't body shame them. Um, you can't <laughs> yeah. call people fat anymore. You used to be able to. Uh, you there was a character <laughs> called Fat Bastard in a very popular movie. Um, <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so we're so we've got him saying that we need lockdown, and then him going on on uh, Twitter and going like "end the lockdown," <laughs> which even for him is insane. 
he I can't he, believe he it. He locked it's down Michigan. So he locked down all the states. Then went on Twitter and was like, "Liberate, <laughs> liberate Michigan, liberate Minnesota." It's like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. And the people that that it. vote for him are are. I mean, I you know, I don't want them to die, but I do want their <laughs> uncle to. Um. Well, what uh, happens when all these people get coronavirus and then they? And that's what I don't get. It's like, do you think it's it made up? Or do you just think it, it's real, but you don't want to be quarantined? I don't, I can't understand what they think. It's, it's just tribalism. It is, they don't want to be for anything that liberals are for. If liberals are right, for it, like I'm united. It. It's the old, no. yes, it's the joke that, that I've, I've, we've talked about on here before, which is, uh, I'm for UCLA and anybody who's playing USC. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, that type of thing. So uh, and the enemy of liberals is COVID. And so Republicans go, well, then then I'm friends with COVID. You're going to die, you fucking <laughs> I moron. I stand with COVID. You might as well be, they might as well be protesting. I was going to do like a, I didn't know how to do it, but they might as well be protesting um, opening the door of the plane in flight. That's what they want to do. Like, free, liberate the door. Okay, cool. You fucking idiot. You idiot. You're going to fly out of the plane, you moron. And when you fly out, then I'm going to fly out. And if I don't fly out, my face is going to fucking be fucking warped. <laughs> until daffy. we get to a Yeah, until we get to a fucking reasonable altitude. Um, so. It's so aggravating. What do you think? I don't know. It's just aggravating. It's like, what? How does it make sense? I don't understand where they're coming from. I I don't understand if they think it's fake or if they're just like, I don't I don't care about the risk. Let me do what I want. I just think that's I. I mean, I know people are saying, you know, Vegas was like, we're gonna open by Memorial Day. Some some places are like, we're gonna open by May fifteenth, whatever. I just don't they're going to lose money. I mean, they're just going to lose. Vegas is going to lose. It, Who's going it, there? They're just going to keep losing money because you're going to have all. Uh, you're going to have to pay for staff and overhead, but you're not going to have any income. I don't um, think people are going to. I just think most they. This is the problem. I actually think it's a very small amount of people, but we gotta we gotta sell the dumb. news that are that are protesting. It's not that many people if you consider how oh, many yeah, people are. Oh, yeah, of course not. Of course not. It's like, uh, it's it's basically Twitter. I mean, you know what I mean? Where it's like, and then you just go, it's, they like Joe, the world likes Joe Biden. Fucking Bernie, though. And AOC. No, 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 no. They don't care about that. You Biden, no, can, yeah, how so- is that possible when all of the input in my fucking head holes is about <laughs> Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. It's like because the you're you got the wrong shit in front of your head holes. Um, the but yeah, uh, so I just think yeah, it's just I I think if it was anything, we it doesn't yeah. matter really what it is. They would be protesting it no matter what. Uh, can you imagine? By the way, can you imagine if Obama was like, no, you're gonna shelter in place. Like that's going to yeah, happen. It's even that in and of itself is, you know, I keep doing a joke with Trayvon and Roy Wood about 
when America hears about their so-called freedoms being uh, being threatened, they like wake up. There's a meme of like the Undertaker coming up out of a casket. <laughs> yeah, I know that and meme. I know that meme. Yeah, um, we'll throw that up. That's America uh, hearing their freedoms are being threatened. It's like, yes, the <laughs> yes, but the one that you're threatening is the one you want to be able to choose whether you live or die. Okay. But we live in a communal society, guys. So your all of our decisions have to be they're all interrelated. It's not right. it's not it's not a vacuum. Um so it's the you know what it is? It's like you ever go to a basketball game and um you're it's like you'll go to a let's say you go to a, a Knicks game in, in at the garden and if uh somebody who plays for Boston um, f- like throws an elbow that doesn't get called. Everyone goes, "Oh, that's what right. that's what that's what uh, liberal uh, that's what Democrat." I'm sorry, that's what conservatives are doing, where they're going like, "Oh, we can't leave the house." Oh, fuck this guy! And then they right. so then they're they're blocking traffic in Michigan. It's also gonna, I believe, gonna make them look bad. Right. Um, for voters in Michigan. If you're a voter in Michigan and you're undecided and then you see that that protesters from from uh, conservative circles are blocking ambulances, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. these motherfuckers are menaces. And they're just like them. heathens. Animals. Yeah, they're just fucking morons. They're just right. morons. So, um, so... I got it's it's uh it's surprising but at the same time uh it's totally predictable before we move on well right. let's move on but in some ways but, what do you think I keep thinking about the long-term changes from this because I don't think ugh, I'm ever I gonna get a haircut to. again from a professional why what's wrong um, with you Oh, because you can do it. I've home. done two haircuts on my own, and I'm winning. I stay winning. Um, oh yeah, no, it's just gonna be all the like fringe luxury that you've convinced yourself out of convenience. You just yeah. like, oh, that's what I do. I go to the barbershop. I buy a five dollar yeah. cup of coffee. I think those are just gonna go. If you are doing it at home and you're satisfied with the job you're doing, like I've cleaned my, I've like deep cleaned my house. And now I'm just like, How many times? sorry, Dora, twice, deep clean, like deep, deep. And then like I clean every day, but my cleaner deep cleans my house. And like I was cleaning and then I've seen spots she's missed like above my. Yeah, no, like, dude, that's the real problem. And what's funny is when I started giving, I started lending my cleaning lady money, like just giving her advances. And um, and then and then she she cleaned better which is like wait so there's levels there's like normal job level and then there's like oh this motherfucker's fronting me cash levels like there's different levels to the right. job you she can do that you're aware grease. of you know about it um yeah so, so now i've cleaned my house and it's better looking and i don't know if i need my friend dora but she keeps texting me like Spanish psalms of like God will get us through this, and I'm just like, you know what the fuck you're doing? You're like, you better call me when this is over, bitch. She's manipulative. Like, She's being manipulative. 
She's, you know, typical Dora. (laughs) Typical Dora. You know, a lot of these cleaning ladies, guys, if you don't keep your eye on them, they will manipulate you. Um, Yeah, I'm going to keep, I mean, my problem is, first of all, I got a, it's not a dumb purchase, it's a wonderful purchase. Um, And I'm going to show you right now. I I took it up enough. So I had that thing, that computer stand. But in it was like it, but the problem was it would like trap my legs under it, which I didn't like. It made me it felt it made me feel like closed in. So I upped the ante and I got a um, I got a uh, a rolling stand, which is right here. What do you mean rolling? Ooh, I'm rolling. wait. What are you doing with the other stand? This is the microphone for the podcast we're doing. No, I know. What did you do? Oh, with the, the one that I bought. Um, I'll give it to you, Bianca. Yay! It's right. It's free. It's on the open market. Throw it outside on the truck. <laughs> you know what's fucking stupid is I should have given you a mic when you came by. Bianca came by the house. And, but I don't uh, have a Zoom. I don't have a the adapter. Oh, like a that's right, adapter. honey. That's right. Um, so, I was gonna get one from uh, Ian, but I didn't want to steal his. Yeah, no, so I have a rolling, uh, uh, now I have a rolling cart. A rolling, it's pretty great. It's fun. Um, it's I feel like fun. you're just going to go deeper into convenient gadgets and gizmos until you mirror like a 75-year-old. I'm Stephen Hawking. Stephen you're like, Hawking. I got this Tell thing that type. helps me walk. Typing with my eyes. Um, like <laughs> Bianca. Um, I realized that I'm so messy that I've driven myself out of my own living room, meaning like my living room's too messy for me to even spend time in it because there's such a pile of garbage on my, on my, on my uh, table. Although I, I also don't, there's no point in being in my living room. I like being in bed now. Like I'm, I'm like one of those, I'm a bed, I'm a bed bed boy now. I'm a bed boy. Bed boy. Um, a bed boy. Yeah, I'm a bed boy now. I'm a full time bed boy. I don't. Um, Are you in bed uh, right now? Yeah, I'm a bed boy. No, you're not. I showed you. You had a rolling cart. I know. Where's it rolling? Where it's over. Oh. It rolls over the. That's what's great about it. Is it I can't move it because of the mic. But hold on. Oh my god, Neil, you're like one step away from being in a coma. <laughs> This is the rolling. This oh, over you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Neil, I'm worried. You got to you got to move, don't, dude. Don't worry. I mean, do, I get up get once up? an hour and <laughs> Do you turn yourself over so you don't get bed sweats? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm close. I got to be on the I'm the I got to be on the board of bed source every once in a while. <laughs> um, but I'm a bed boy and I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, <laughs> Woody Allen's a bed boy. He writes in bed every day. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I want to be like Woody Allen. Um, I mean, he is the best filmmaker of all time. Uh, He's the best comedy filmmaker for sure. Uh, I know. What's up, Tiger Lily? Bananas? Hello. Hello. Um, So, so that's, uh, so I'm never getting a haircut again. I'm I'm a bed boy. I I don't. I mean, I've been cooking. Like I said, I've been 
I'm into the 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 um the cauliflower rice lifestyle now. I live a starch-free life. I wake up without bags under my eyes for the first time ever because I was just it was all starch-based. Um, wow. So, yeah. Um, so it's there's a lot of thank you, COVID. Thank you, COVID. Um, thank you, you COVID. You're making Neil go deeper into his house. Thank you, COVID. Bed boy. <laughs> Sincerely, bed boy. Okay, um, so let's say like let's say the governor of California was just as much of an idiot and was like, um, at the end of the week, quarantine's over. And everyone knew it was probably premature. How many people do you think would go outside? I I mean, statistically, like they did a Gallup poll and like sixty five percent people of people said that they are worried about the government opening up too soon. Like uh, that's okay. the next big, um, you know, uh, horizon for problems. And cause they're right. I mean, and, and as much as, so now they're going to counter message that the Trump, like the white house and Fox news will counter. I mean, they've been counter messaging that for a month. Um, that, you know, the disease can't be worse than the cure and all that stuff. The cure can't be worse than disease, et cetera, which is fucking stupid, but whatever. Um, but I don't, but people aren't buying it cause they know once you read two or three articles about what it's like to have it, you just go, oh, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I definitely right. don't want that. There's um, a lot of people who don't, who are very sense. Like a lot of people don't want to get things, you know what I mean? So if they can avoid it. That's more of a, that's like, it's so non-political. It's just your relationship with yourself. You know what I mean? So I it's don't your, think. I don't oh. care. I'm not going to make an ideological decision about life and death. It's too. Right. I'm not going to bring politics into like, do I want to live or not? It's, it's, it's pretty obvious what you want to, what you want to. Like when people are like, give me liberty or give me death. There was all those people at, the other day. There was a famous sign. It's like, you know, you're going to. Yeah. You don't have to choose. <laughs> you can just have, you can ha- just redefine liberty a little bit. It's not a massive redefinition. Um, it's just, you just can't go out when there's a pandemic. <laughs> it's freedom asterisks. You can't go out when there's a pandemic. Sorry. Right. If you, so I guess it's something else now, but, um, but again, still better than China where they were welding people into the house. Um, I know. Yeah. Um, That's so funny to me. How you feel, Neil? You saw my my girlfriend got his getting more slack this week. Yo, my trouble in the winter circle. He give you the f- trouble in the winter circle. Um, and my dear man, baby second, girl. When your, when your friends get in trouble. <laughs> trouble. No, that's a great. That's a great segment. Uh, Micah, will you make a song? Um, uh, <laughs> local teen Micah, make a song. Um, yeah, my girlfriend Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, is apparently not paying her staff um, and using a non-union crew in her house, which whatever, that's uh, that that's less of a problem. Just pay your staff. Like, you gotta pay your staff. I, I, I fucking pay my cleaning lady. She's not coming. I'm still right. paying her. Because I'm, no, I'm not a dick. And also, I don't have any... That's what I don't understand. I think that Rich people are greedy a lot of the time and they try to, and then they make their greed about other people, about holding other people to some moral standard. 
of like, well, uh, no, you're not doing a job. So therefore, I'm not going to give you money because you're you're uh, uh, you're a moral failure because you want me to pay you for a job right. you're not doing. Meanwhile, it's like, no, you're just fucking being cheap, dude. You're just being cheap. And it's not even her money. It's it's Warner Brothers money. Right. So, um, and they're but, still doing shows. So there's still money. There's an, in. They're selling advertising. That's the thing is for all these shows. Fallon's ratings are up like Fallon's doing better than he's done in years. Um, right. And Seth and everybody. So, hey, you you're not. I don't think the calculation needs to be like, and we don't have overhead. So there's even more money. Like now, having said that, networks are getting crushed in terms of right. advertising because um, if you watch TV now, half of it is like COVID nineteen. Right, it's, right. You gotta wash your hands. It's not even uh, those are th- there's like the government ones where it's just like for more information on COVID nineteen, go to COVID nineteen dot com. Um, yeah. And then there's like the Johnson Johnson ones that are like, we believe in you. Don't die. <laughs> We're gonna make it through this. Um, it just feels, you know what it feels like? Gay, it feels like Gay Pride Month when they all uh-huh. change their advertisements to like include is like proud black to and be. white. Yeah. The flaming oh, Taurus. Um, <laughs> um, 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 we give you the flaming gay Taurus. Um, in honor of queers everywhere. Um, uh, so. So, yeah, like, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the, I've been wanting to talk about that, that thing of rich people. That's how they live a moral life is by being stingy. It's this weird calculation that rich people do where they go, if I'm stingy with other people, that will somehow be me upholding some sense of, uh, I don't want to let people be slothful. I don't want other people... Mm to to participate in the seven deadly sins so i'm gonna regulate how much i give them i know it doesn't exactly make sense it's like but no, i, I just... swear to god i've seen i used to caddy and i would see rich people be cheap and there was like this protestantism built into it of like this like you must like the whatever some i, I can't think of, of like some old phrase about like being a, a be penny wise and pound right. for whatever. Um, um, that's no, that, that it's. <laughs> I um, I used to work at Whole Foods, and I would see, uh, like the whole time, and I, I worked in a very, uh, I worked in a very rich area in the Bay Area. It's called Los Gatos, and people would play God with their money all the time. There was you would get five cents taken off your bill. Five cents taken off your bill for every bag you run in. Or you could either take it off your bill or you could donate it to one of three charities. When I tell you most people just took it off their bill, it, the average house in this area is about like $7 million. Everybody was rich. No one was starving, you know? Um, and I could not believe how many times they just uh, were like, oh, just take it off the bill. It was like, or don't. I would never take it off their bill. I always donated it, like, regardless of what they said. And one yep. time someone came back and she was like, you didn't take it off my bill. And I was like, oh. 20 cents. <laughs> Five. Wow. Um, did you it throw like it on the floor? Go, oh, there it is. 
I found it. it. Just, Here you go. It was like a social experiment almost. Like, hey, yeah. would, do you want to keep it for yourself or go, donate it? Yeah, and it's this weird thing where they're, they try to be frugal. It, I, I really believe it's, it's somehow religion or morality based. Like, well, I'm going to be frugal and uh, toward other people. It's my frugality. It's good that I'm being frugal. No, but it's based in, uh, there was a, I'm reading this book by Mary Carr, who's a fucking killer writer. Um, uh, it's Liars Club and, uh, it's the name of the book. And, uh, but she said that her, I believe her dad one time said that Republicans are people who only enjoy a meal if they know that somebody else is starving. Um, and, and that's how it feels like, so, no, <laughs> I need so you funny. to suffer and that right. will somehow add to my frugality. I, it's, it's like, well, in the aggregate, you need to suffer. And then God will see that there's like a, a quotient of suffering. No, I'm not doing any of it. You're doing it, but the whole society needs to suffer. Um, and, uh, and yeah, people are just cheap and it doesn't. What I'm curious, what I've been thinking is, is so there have been like there was a, a like Louis gave 30 grand to the uh comedy seller waitresses, and um, and, wow, nice, geez, yeah, and uh, all forgiven, it's not, um, and uh, they're never gonna forgive them, they don't want to, um, and the so and then like they raise they a lot of charities are being able to raise money now, so I'm wondering. Who's giving money? I don't know. It seems like how much I'm giving some money. Like I gave, I've been giving money to, I gave money to a food bank and I gave money last night to, uh, to like an, uh, basically another, uh, food bank. Um, but I, I just wonder with, I'm not, there's just the amount of like, so like all of the tax money is going to that. So that's like, we're all kind of paying for bailouts. Right. And then people are just giving money. Like, yeah, I just given money away. Like that's, I, it's the right thing to do. And I wonder if there are kind of poor people doing that, not poor people, but middle, I don't know, middle of the road people. I wonder if it's I mean, all rich. It can't all be rich people giving to uh comedies, comedy, comedy, uh, like comedy gives back the other day, the one that we did like two weeks ago, like got 350 grand. Like that's crazy. Where like, is a that lot of money. Uh, to comics in need, I guess comics. And I mean, isn't every comic in need? Well, I don't know. That's it's thing where I'm like, I don't, we're drawing the line. Yeah, no, I know. Well, that's the interest. I don't know if comics can get unemployment is the thing. I think it's, it's a little complicated with, I don't know what the difference is between comics and like grocery or hardware store employees. I don't know what, what the, my bet is that because they don't have full-time employment that they can't get unemployment. I don't know. Um, but it's certainly, and then we're doing one tomorrow or it'll be today yeah, for, the store. Um, for the comedy store. Um, for but that one again, we're all so confused. It's like, uh, so it's for employees and paid regulars, but I, and past paid regulars. And I'm just like, 
is May May on this? You know what I mean? Like how far back is it? Everybody, La Boca? Is it Damn. everyone on the wall? <laughs> Damn, May May, May May Ali. I think she's doing all right. I'm. I'm I like... love May May actually. I'm just saying, like. Yeah. No, I no, I know what you mean. I don't. Un- I do feel like there should be one for the employees, and then one for. But then I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah, it's. At- what, why should a comic who didn't break through at what point is it uh, sorry man you just didn't succeed it's like right. if the if if the if the bulls does the nba need to support guys who got caught in training camp <laughs> right you know like what i mean like it's not exa- it's not a one to one but it's it's a bit like well i don't know when do we need when do you stop being ward of the ward of the right. state there's you know? the ward of the state. The co- but also there's people who've moved away they're now doing comedy somewhere else and it's like yeah i don't know i i hope that there's a standard i'm sure there will be but i don't know who makes it maybe there won't be bianca maybe there will be um um now teddy riley <laughs> and baby face it was gorgeous. i didn't See, I saw like the clip good. of the guy dancing. I, oh, no, the funny good. thing is, I saw that guy Spice Adams made a video that I posted. Right. When I first wa- watched it, I thought it was the real. Um, uh, oh, the actual, the actual yeah. Like I was like, what happened here? And then, and then I realized it was like a parody, and <laughs> it made me laugh even harder. Um, I retweeted if you follow me on Twitter and, uh, and, but I didn't, so it was just the, it was just some dad shit, right? Like just two guys, who I didn't, mean, one guy who didn't it's understand always one guy. how to do it. It's baby face alone with his headphones, doing everything correct in a studio alone. And then it's Teddy doing ev- the most. He was trying to sing along with the songs. He had, he had, stu- he had, um, you know, engineers figuring out the sound, but it was like, everything he didn't have headphones on so it was like hey there's you know there's a there's an echo and people were like echo but the comments the comments were so funny and the fact i heard that, that somebody that that tyrese tyrese said throw in the tile he said throw man just throw in the tile and then t-i-l-e so everyone was like only tyrese could make himself look worse than teddy riley didn't and then everyone kept reposting it with like a circle thing around tyrese and then he tweets Man, fuck you guys. I, I, that That's photoshopped. I know how to spell tile. And it's like, it's about towel. It's not about tile. I love Tyrese. I've never loved Tyrese more in my life. It was just so quick. The memes came out so fast. You were so I mean, proud of the like, meme community. I couldn't believe. I'm like, man, people really are bored. Because this was the... F- I, and Babyface was getting kind of annoyed. Because Teddy couldn't figure it out. And then at one point, Teddy's just like, I, I think it's you, babyface, because we're, we're good here. And he's like, he's like, turn down your speaker. He's like, it's just my headphones, man. I don't have speakers. Yeah, he I heard like, he was right, very calm. Right. He was, but you could tell he was just like, I, I, I'm, I'm here alone. There's no speakers, man. It's, it's not me. Yeah, I, I heard I, he was like, yeah, because we're, we're social distancing. Right. Remember? And I heard he, he was it like, was, uh, are you fucking out of your mind? 
Uh, yeah, that's the. So a lot of times, what happens so is it was so funny. <laughs> are known for an aesthetic, and then like Teddy Riley was cheesy always, but oh, did people didn't know it because it was the eighties. <laughs> um, R and B music is almost unequivocally cheesy. Um, it's oh, yeah. so hard not to be cheesy in R and B. You're just talking about relationships and fucking and making up it's just corny the whole thing's corny the whole thing is like the next version is hallmark like that's your cousin right. hallmark's your cousin right. Right. r&b and hallmark are cousins so now people get upset like what i'm not talking about soul music i'm not talking about lauren hill or d'angelo or fucking her or uh uh janelle monet or whatever like that's soul music um I'm talking about like R&B fucking Voice pajama man. bottoms, pajama bottoms, wind machines, that type of shit. Um, that's that's what's that's the corn. Um, so what I'm saying is, uh, what you saying? Teddy Riley was always cheesy, and and then it just comes out like, oh yeah, you're cheesy. You got back on, you got guys doing the Running Man, and like that's his aesthetic. It never. If you get too well known for an aesthetic, you are fucked because it's right. impossible to because people will always associate you with that aesthetic. Um, that's why it's impossible. I think he for likes like, it though. Yeah, it's profitable. There no, are I think people he like that, is that. No, that's what I mean. I don't think that he's. You can't overcome it. You can't. That's <laughs> in his DNA. Um. Like Pharrell was kind of an oddball, right? Back when, like Pharrell did all I didn't want to do was zoom, 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 zoom. Apparently, for Teddy no, Riley, no, he didn't. Whatever. Apparently, he like kind of ghost did it. It was like his first job. Um, um, but um, so Pharrell's like a weird skater guy, and then eventually the world catches up to you, and you're still right. sort of a one step ahead, and then you just stay one step ahead. And I don't even think he does it intentionally. So Teddy Riley owns a kind of sound, a genre, and then once the new sound starts, you're fucked. Yeah, you're like the, you're just stuck with it. So you can do like reunion tours, or you can be one of those people who constantly changes their sound so that um, you. Which is impossible to do if you're a songwriter. It's just impossible. Yeah. If you use other songwriters, you can go like, yeah, hey, right. Let me but you're yourself. Your own engine is just silly. It happens in comedy too. It's just at a certain point, you just can't get past your aesthetic. Um, yeah. Jim Carrey I, I, is now too broad. He's too broad. Mean? Like Jim Carrey going like, all righty. It's just like, dude. You can't, that's not funny anymore. <laughs> like, well, like, it's like, okay, that was really funny 20, 30 years ago. And then we all kind of, then it just reminds us of being 10 and we don't want to be that like that anymore. Well, um, some, some people can like supersede that, you know, there's like timeless comedy albums and stuff. But uh, I remember when Mitzi died, all these comics came and it was just like, Everyone was getting up and talking about stuff. And it was, I felt like the, 
the comedy store was back in the 80s and 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like, because everybody was there. They were all like, like, they like owned the place. I felt like an intruder. It was amazing. And it was like, uh, what's his name? We talked like this. Anderson something. Louis? Louis Anderson. Louis, yeah. Louis. Uh, he was like emceeing and people were getting up and talking shit. And I was just like, this is such a, its own period. And like, they couldn't fully get out of it. You know what I mean? Some of them, like all their jokes, I felt like I was watching like a throwback comedy show or something. It was interesting, but. Yeah. And that's to- like you. And so you have to be careful to be like of your time, but Teddy. also kind of not. Now, Jim Carrey is not. Jim Carrey is actually fucking funny and is yeah. like funny in a very cynical way. He just was never that in public. So to do it now. It's like where he walked around that woman and was like, we're all just particles. and did it. Like, that's kind of more who he is. Right. Right. Um, right. The sticky like. But he known for right. it. Yeah. But like the. And like arms and like. You just. It's just like, I don't want to really do that anymore, man. Um, now we just do <laughs> memes and shit. Um, um, I, I remember I got in a fight with someone drunk about how. How. Um, how good. Uh, what is it? Um, Ace Ventura Two was I'm like it's so uh-huh. funny, and then I watch. I'm like, dude, and I watched it. And it was like, it's it, unwatchable. And then the next time it was on, t- it was like on the background in the ba- in the back bar at the store, and I was like, this movie is actually very bad, you guys. Trust me, I've been here, and I was like, Ace Ventura Two, are you crazy? Bumblebee Two, and I'm like, that's the only joke. I watched it sober. It's terrible. So I think there's just this type of comedy that is so funny at the time. And it's mm-hmm. so great. And now when you see it, now it's just fucking cringy. I will. Well, a lot of comedies like out. that where you just, it just like, it just ages. If you're of the time, you're, that means you're behind the next time. So if you're ahead of your time, <laughs> you're always, you're like, you're then, if you're ahead of your time, then when time catches up, Time catches up to you instead of the opposite. But yeah, like that's not um the good thing about Chappelle show shit like that is like, oh, it's it's there's Timeless. jokes in it that still we were so fucking cynical that like the world kind of caught up to us in a way. 100%. Um so so yeah, so that's uh that's that. That's uh Oh, that's the Teddy Wright. So uh and my um my Capone trailer came out this week. I'm a big movie star. So that's pretty gotta be pretty exciting for did everybody you, to Did you premiere it too early? What's going on there? Oh no, they uh Josh, the director, sent it to me and then I put it up and he was like, Oh, dude, the distributor said I I put it up too early whatever. It was one of those. Okay. It was like I put it up like ten minutes too early or something. Um, and uh, but now you get to judge if um, if acting's hard. Everyone gets to judge me, guys. You all get to judge no. me. I'm sure you did a good um, job. You've acted before, yeah. super dude. Hello, hello. I'm the Pladoy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, let's hear for super dude. So, um. So yeah, the the you will all you will be the judge of that, America. Um, when Capone comes out, you will decide if Neil can act. I'm in minute like fifty, I believe. One scene, thirteen lines. See you there. 
Um, yay. yay. Um, oh, there was another one of those um, benefits, the together at home benefit. Oh, yeah. Is, I thought you were wondering what gay and straight men do together at home. No, 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 no. I had it. Somebody that I, I thought of a joke watching it, which is. So somebody, a uh, gay guy I know, wrote, there was like Christina Aguilera, a bunch of, or not Christina Aguilera, Lady Gaga, a bunch of people sang, and the guy wrote like, no auto-tune, the way things are supposed to be. And I made the, I had the observation that gay guys claim singers the way straight guys claim athletes. Mm, We're like, that is no 100%. steroid. That was all natural. <laughs> like, why do you care? If a singer isn't using, well, how is that more? It's like, this is the way it's supposed to be. Like, no, it's just the way shit used to be. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, but are you the, like that with sports? Because aren't you like, oh, Michael Jordan. But then do you care? Uh, if- yeah, but I think, I, I don't think Michael Jordan, I think Michael Jordan's fucking amazing, but I don't, I don't like Michael Jordan more than LeBron and Kobe because because of uh like because they're on drugs and Michael Jordan won or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't I just compare like I just watched all of them and was like, "Oh, that guy's better." I and statistically the stats line up for Michael Jordan in my mind. But and I'm also but I just think it's corny when guys are like, that's how you do it, baby. And just like, what do you that's not you. You work at Best Buy. How is that in <laughs> any way emblematic of like that's if I was an athlete, I'd be so you'd be the best, even though you're right. the ninth best geek squad member. But if you're an athlete, a thing that's harder than being in the geek squad, you'd be the best. Okay. Um Um, i mean i do appreciate i do appreciate when someone doesn't use autotune but i don't that doesn't prevent me from liking a song with tons of autotune in it i just yeah it's just impressive i am impressed someone good i like good i i think that singing good singing is better than bad singing like of course no (laughs) i'm saying a really good song with autotune i like if you don't use autotune, it's like this ballad and you're belting it out. It's just a different appreciation. It doesn't mean like, but gays go a little too hard, but they're like, they like divas. They want you to be an asshole and pretty. And yeah, sassy. I don't, and it's a weird thing of, it's a weird thing to um, aspire to. It's just an odd, it's not it's they're not likable it's like i'm so fabulous i don't have to be likable okay oh so you don't have to be nice (laughs) to people because you're so fierce is that the premise you're so feminine your femininity is so performative that you don't have to be a decent human being great good that's a cool ethos (laughs) to aspire to gay people um and by gay people, I mean gay men. Um, so uh, I'm not. Look, leave the lesbians. Can't out shit on the winner's circle too. Hard. No, no, no. Um, so uh, I feel same interesting. Coming. Oh, a buddy of mine is. He's like, I'm gonna be on. He's like, I'm thinking about going. He has. He's been. He hasn't been dating for a while. And he's like, I'm thinking about going on apps now 
so that I can't, so I, it can't be like sort of clouded by sex. And mm. I told him the problem with apps now is there's only one conversation to be had. Like, what are you doing during the pandemic? <laughs> I'm doing no, okay. Not. How about you? You think that, have you had long, have you had conversations yeah. with people that you wouldn't have had otherwise? With men? I, with men I wouldn't have or conversations I wouldn't have? Let's say with men, male conversations with men that you wouldn't have had uh, if it were not for a pandemic. Sorry, do you mean the type of conversation or I wouldn't even have talked to this guy? No, no, no. Uh, type. Type of conversation. Have you oh. had a, what, what um, Chris yeah. Hemsworth once referred to as a, D, a D&M, uh, which Aussies call is short for a deep and meaningful conversation. <laughs> a Aussies love Would you have had a shit. D&M with, with, uh, with a guy? Right were now, not for the I feel like Have you had one? Have you had one during the pandemic? Without revealing too much about your personal life, Bianca, have you I had hope. a deep and meaningful during the Demi? Yes. And okay. also, everyone's way more open. Men are way more open to talking about deeper things right now. Interesting. Because it's a, it's a deep time. So you can go straight into like, how like how are you holding? Like Everything starts with like yeah. how you're holding up, right? Then it starts with emotions and then... It can go it also just feels like I I've been in a few long term relationships. So it just feels like long distance. Sorry, not long term, long distance. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not long term. And uh it just feels like I'm in Iceland and everyone else is in I don't know, Argentina. Yeah. It just feels like everyone's so far away that I don't know, the people are like less formal, less like take caring about what no, they yeah, say. people aren't there's not there's no pageantry right there's it's no nice. gamesmanship because you're not gonna you're probably not gonna get your feelings hurt i mean there's less of a you're not gonna fuck him and then he doesn't call it you're not gonna get ghosted you're not you might but it's not gonna mean i'm not gonna get it i mean look no one no, look girl you're no, so no, fierce no what you don't even I'm have so to fierce. be nice to people don't you do you girl, stand you're so me fierce. <laughs> Um, I stand, we stand. Oh, you fucking hack. You write, we stand, you're a fucking stand. hack. That um, is so weird. It's for, all from the is. Eminem video, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like 20 years later. <laughs> like, people didn't really use it as a, it, it was kind yeah, of a we didn't even it use like, it and it came out like, when I was in high school. In now it's like. 18 like, months, it's been like. Dorks. Um, um, so. No, I, I so think maybe I'm wrong. I find that I'm so deep normal in normal times bianca that during quarantine i go shallow when are you even talking to anybody deep. i feel like you're kind of not really no i because i find the the um the lack of opportunity to get together to just be a non-starter i just it's like that's just, the part i gonna, like <laughs> i know i'm sure well Let's no talk. that's what it's yeah you just like now you get to hear about my personality um here's no. the best part um now you can't be now you can't be uh now you're stuck um it's patrice's joke about patrice did a joke about you're raping my time um uh, i can rape everyone's time yeah. now uh no yeah but the good thing is also no guy is trying to hang out that's nice 
So they really actually like. I feel <laughs> Why like they're is that nice though. I don't understand what uh, it's like. Oh no! I'll tell you why. Why is that nice? Because at least the dating app I've used, they're it's really like, yo, what's up? You what want are you me? doing right now? What are you doing right now? Yeah, Ugh. and it's kind of yeah. like, dude, I don't actually like. I don't want to just go to dinner with people. What if I don't like you? I'm stuck with you for a whole dinner. Like it's like yeah. we can meet for like we don't have to meet that soon. We also don't have to meet for like this long committed dinner. So I, I it would be it's nice to just get to know people a bit sooner. You know so what I was thinking would be good for when the pandemic's over is remember on like sitcoms or they would have like a place where everyone would go and make out um, yeah, like, look like out the point. point or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're, every city is going to need a the point after this because you don't want to go. I'm like uh, going home now is going to be like such a cop out. At least for the first month, they'd be like, no, I don't want to go home. I don't want, even I don't, I'm not going to want to go home. It'll feel like such a boring thing to invite a girl to your house. Like, Yeah, and then you have to like disinfect when she leaves. Well, I'm not even talking about the infection part of it. Um, Hopefully she doesn't need, (laughs) I'm just talking about there's no more COVID. It's done. We got a vaccine. Everybody gets it. There's no hiccups, whatever. Um, the what, g- dating is going to be different in that even people like me who are dedicated homebodies are going to have to, I'm going to want to, I'm going to be more active. I'm going to want to take a cooking class on a date or pottery or, or ballroom dancing. <laughs> Let's take a ballroom dancing class. Um, yeah. That's what I feel like. I'm excited for this new Neil. Oh, I'm going to be deep. Y'all are going to be shallow. I'm going to be deep. New, new Neil, Classes, new you. Outdoors, who dis. Classes. Um, who dis? Uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Um, let's uh, doc watch it. God, I love animal noises. Um, uh, hey, you know that there's a YouTube channel called Deutsche Well or something? D-W? Deutsche Welle. Deutsche Welle. Um, I knew you'd German, know how to pronounce it. German Wave. Um, that is, it's really, they have a really good documentary. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they have, their report in Germany, we call them reportages. Uh, uh, they are so fucking amazing. So good. They're like front lines kind of thing? Yeah, but and some of them are like quicker and they're just so I feel like if you do a very concise documentary, deep dive documentary in a short amount of time for me that's just more impressive. Cuz it's so hard to make an argument with less time and theirs are so fucking precise. Mm. Trust. Just automatically Germans. I trust. Oh, Germans. Germans. Oh, Deutschland, bring um, me back. Uh, they, but there was one about just called like greed. That's very Ooh. good. This is, is about like va- what, what should we value? How do we develop our values? Consumerism status. It's just fucking really good. I highly recommend it. DW. It's interesting Deutsche though. Deutsche Welle. Be- Deutsche Welle. Uh, like uh, when I lived in Germany, I just realized how 
Consumerism is so rampant here. It's so rampant in like Asia, but in Europe, like no one wants to buy a bunch of, for example, like a lot of cheap clothes. They want to buy a few very nice, you know, pieces. And I always thought that was so weird. I was like, where's the Forever 21, you know? And they were just well, like, Well, H&M cheap. started in Europe. That's the, that Swedish. Maybe, that might Swedish. just be a Germany thing. Um, maybe that's a German thing. There, there's a there. I actually heard about a a clothing company where you buy like a t-shirt costs like twenty eight bucks. I have it. Uh, it's called that's, for days. F O R D A Y S. So a t-shirt costs twenty eight bucks. When you're done with it, you can exchange it for the same t-shirt for twelve dollars, and they will recycle the shirt for you. Um, oh, that's good. I don't need any clothes, but that's a fucking great idea. Uh, and it, it's good. basically like closed loop. I don't know if it's zero waste, but it's very, very um, reduced waste for clothes. Um, and you just got to hope that they stay in business so you can keep exchanging. Um, <laughs> but uh, during a pandemic, who, guys, these pandemics, they want to know where they changed everything. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but that the greed one was really good. Did you watch the Bulls one, Bianca? No, it just came out, right? I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. But it's I heard it's like ten parts. It is. Um now your friend Neil, because he's he knows people in the game, Uh-oh. has watched eight parts of it. Plug walk watched eight already? Parts. What the hell? Got a this link. This ain't homeland. I got a link, dog. Um and uh and she got a link. It's comf- it's like comfort food. The the filmmaking isn't uh that amazing. It's like very <laughs> it's it's you ever you ever watch a movie so much that after a while all you can do is watch the behind the scenes. Yeah. Or no, uh, but that, I know what you mean. Like you just you just like all right, let me and even the behind the scenes works cuz you're just so right. geeked by the whole fucking thing. That's what this is like to me. It's like I've, I'm so familiar with the Bulls phenomenon, the lore. I lived in Chicago. I went to their games before Michael Jordan got there. I saw Michael Jordan get mistaken for another player. Like I grew, like he, it was he was like a centerpiece of my life. So I'm, I've read a bunch of books about it. So there's not that much new information, but it's just very well, nice. It's like comfort food, like laid out nicely. There is a thing in it that I no, I don't object to. It's just a decision. So they do a thing where they have music montages. They'll take a song from the year and then they do montages. Oh, that's cool. Now, the problem is when you do a music montage, you have to decide, am I going to sync the music up to the action? Like when there's a like, dank, do you cut yeah. to a dunk? Right. On the dank and... <laughs> He does in every montage. And it's a bit like, uh, ah, it just felt like a bar mitzvah video a little bit <laughs> um, in that regard. But but it's uh, but otherwise it's really well made and easy. And then this is a separate thing. But so uh, on Saturday night, Twitter. Judd tweeted some. Judd Apatow tweeted something about he was disappointed in Melania. So I tweeted back, 
you're disappointed in Melania. That feels like a season eight disappointment. And <laughs> and and somebody That's was like, really "What does that funny. mean?" And I wrote back, and I wrote back. It just I go if there was a sitcom about Judd, he they what would happen is they run out of every story, right? And then in the eighth season, they do one about how he's disappointed in the first lady. <laughs> And uh, and then Judd wrote back like Neil, I've thought of this is a very complex joke, but ultimately I don't think it works. And I wrote Who said back, Judd, ki- f- oh. t- completely fucking kidding and silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wrote back, and I wrote Judd, I wrote back, Judd, this is why we never, we will never work together. <laughs> You'd prefer to work with simpletons like Amy Schumer and Paul Feig. Amy, obviously my friend, I directed her, whatever. <laughs> Paul Feig, I don't know very well, but the fucking guy directed Bridesmaids, he, created Freaks and Geeks, like he's unassailed. created, and he has like what does he did like he, he, he all of the pilots Spy, every year, yeah, seventy five percent of them, it's like Paul Feig. So, so then me and Judd end up not, and then Judd was like, "Why are we DMing with, or why are we texting? Why are we twittering?" And so let's just like, I haven't talked to Neil in a while. Let's get it. Let's talk on the phone. So we yeah. just talk on the phone. Yay, and that's so nice. Shoot the shit. The next day, and not about like, hey, are we cool? Like, we we're just joking on Twitter. No, right? you Let's just, just yeah. call. Um, it was funny. It was like one in the morning. But it's we were talking about how, like, there's no time anymore. Like, it's spaceship time. We're all on the spaceship where we're just like, I don't know. Yeah, I'll talk to you at one at one from one to two. Sure. In the morning. Yeah, that works. Saturday night, one to two. Yeah, that works. Um, and uh, then I wake up the next morning and Paul Feig is DMing and go like, why are you shitting on me? I was like, dude, I was kidding. I thought it was so obviously unassailable that I wouldn't. And he was like, oh, my God, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, but Simpletons uh, like Paul Feig. Hello. Yeah, like simpleton. I was like, I, you're so not a simple. It was so obvious to me. Um, it wow, would be like the unathletic, nice like Michael Jordan or something like. Um, so that was odd. But anyway, in Judd's, me and Judd's conversation, he recommended the Ron Artest documentary that's on Hulu and Showtime. And I started watching that last night and got to say, not bad. Um, Wait, he's mentally nice, ill. Oh, well, really quick. The nice thing is that even Paul Feig is insecure. <laughs> oh yeah. That is I'm nice to like, hear. Oh. And he's like, he was like, Hey, I'm a fan of yours. I was like, I, Paul, <laughs> you're fucking great. Like I didn't. It is no one thinks that any no one's safe ever. No one thinks that they're home free ever, ever, no. ever. Even the guy who directed Someone's Bridesmaids and 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 created uh, Freaks and Geeks. No, he's not safe. He's not he's, secure. Not safe. I, it's like if you you like shit on Beyonce, like oh, like beyond, like you made like an obvious joke about Beyonce, and then yeah. she hit you up and was like, yeah. "Really? You don't think I can sing?" Yeah. Yeah, Do you like, hear my bravado? No, it's so obvious. Um, no, Beyonce, cool. I'm gay. I root for you. Um, <laughs> I uh, root you're for my you. spirit animal. <laughs> Girl, you hit the f- vibrato so good that I don't have to be nice <laughs> vibrato, right. to parking attendant people. Girl, I love your singing allows me to be an asshole. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's how good it is. Wait, that's so how good I- it is. I. Actually, I've been watching. I because I'm like, you know what? Why don't I get back into shows I missed the boat on? So I started watching yep. Deadwood, and okay. let me tell you something. The beginning episodes were so I was like, Mister Schweringen said to Mister Hitchenbottom. I was like, who? who I had what, to. What? Yeah. 
everybody's last name. Everyone's like a scruffy looking white guy. I get it. It's like a like a old timey camp. But I had to Google the names of the cast and like have like a who's name who. Associated. Yeah, it was so hard to follow. <laughs> It's like, am I well, stupid? that's the as like when you're creating a show or even a book or whatever, any storytelling, it's a matter of how you can either just like airdrop people in and go like, I'm just going to talk about the people and you're going to have to figure out who they are. Or you right. have to do like <laughs> when Mr. Swearinger walked in, he knew like you or you can be very like, like they can do the a nose. freeze frame or a flashback or like. It's but they chose to give you credit, which you didn't want. It turns out. No, it was nice, but I realized a thing about myself. I don't like, I don't like last names. Last names are harder for me to follow <laughs> than first names. Like if it was like Josh and Mike, I'd be like, yeah, it's Josh and Mike. Uh, that is, I tried. That's a valuable I, thing to learn. I tried to watch like the Ring in the Japanese one a long time ago. And I turned it off. It was like, Mr. Hajimoto said to Mr. Yakimoto. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. There's too many last And names. they're too similar. And they're, yeah. Yep. Anyways, Agreed. so I learned something about myself. But Deadwood is really fucking good. Throwback from <laughs> no one's watching Deadwood anymore. I haven't caught up with any of them. I'm not. I was I mean, going to really watch old. The Watchmen. And then it got. Then they they stopped doing it. Uh, I watched you, like three of them. It was good. And then I'm just. Are you, I'm just are you not doing. Reading books. Are you not? Are you doing anything outside of um, docs? Um, I watched Knives Out that that was up for an Oscar. That I was like, why is this? It was not good. That? It was so like fine. It was, it was like, like the a, most. It was like a murder she wrote. It was like a stylish murder she wrote. And it, it wasn't really even that was stylish. Stylish. It really was murder she wrote. It was just a long clue. Like I was just like, oh, yeah. not this got nominated. I watched it on yeah, the plane it was back so from Ireland. Odd. It was just like odd. Like, okay, you get okay, cool. Um, I'm happy you thought so, that. I was confused yeah. too. Yeah, it was not very good. Oh, this we're gonna do this next week. But there's a there's a um, thing in the New York Times like from a couple years ago where it was if you if you want to fall in love with somebody. Ask each other these questions. Oh my God. And, and you will like, you're not guaranteed to fall in love, but you're uh, more likely, you'll like know each other better afterward. And we're not going to do it this week. We are going to do it next week yeah. though. Cause it is fucking. Are we going to fall in love with each other if we do it? I don't you mean more in love? I just did some with my glasses. Um, <laughs> um, this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's do some emails, Will. It's time to check that Got mail. Hi, Neil and Bianca. I wanted to know if you had any thoughts on having sex with someone who was quiet in bed. Before quarantine, I hooked up with someone who didn't vocalize a lot during sex. His facial expressions and body language signaled to me that he was having a great time, which he later told me when we were done. But beyond some deep exhales here and there, he really didn't make a lot of noise, which made me think about how important vocalizations are during sex maybe the most important for me. Everyone comments on how visual sex is, but I would argue that having noisier sex with your eyes closed is better than having quiet sex with your eyes open. Would love to know what you think, if anything. Hope you're both keeping well. That's a great, deep, philosophical question. Wait, hold on, sorry. custom made for this show. 100%. Um, It's very stupid. It's a great question... I, it is like, would you rather see people fucking, would you rather see your neighbors fucking or hear them fucking? Like, what is, what would get you hotter, Bianca? And then oh, I'll go. Here, I want you to go first. 100% here. I like noises. I see in them fuck, you know, there could be a chance that they actually gross me out, you know? Seeing them fuck if it's like a weird angle, but if it's yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's but like no, no, if, but yeah. If they, you don't, you can, you'll give them a face, honey. Just give me the noises, honey. <laughs> I'll do the rest. I'll um, do the rest. I definitely don't like a quiet sex partner. No, I like you. Got to make noise. I love noise. Make as much noise as you want. Do you make... uh, But don't you find that women make significantly more noise than men? Yeah, for sure. But also it's because we're like... In that we're not getting repeatedly something inserted in us. I mean, if you're not... Yeah, something goes in and it kind of pushes noise out of you. Like it pushes everything in your abdomen like up, your diaphragm, your lungs. So like even if I... Didn't, even if I close my mouth, like I'm st- like something still is trying to come out. So I think that's why women yeah. moan more. But I love when guys make noises. It's so hot. Like I don't like a great. Okay, I will so say hot. I I um I used to I wasn't I was fairly quiet, and then I went Ew. during Chappelle show when I thought I had erectile dysfunction. I went to the erectile doctor, and uh, he was like, "You're fine. Just you know." try to enjoy every moment of it and like don't be um don't try to repress anything so while i'm not a big noise maker throughout i will certainly make a big noise uh 
at the at the crescendo. Uh, big big noise. I go big noise as I'm having an orgasm. Too big. Um, <laughs> uh, one time, I'm not kidding. It was fucking hilarious. I was an ex girlfriend a long time ago. I was having an orgasm and I yelled out, "Oh God, why?" Um, which was why fucking hilarious because it was funny. Oh, because I'm okay. a funny person. <laughs> um, and uh, but that's interesting. I wouldn't really even know when to make that much noise. I don't need you to be screaming. Let's be honest. No, but just like, ah, like one of those every so often, right? Or just like, like it. uh, I don't know how to explain it. Basically, like, uh, like a like. (laughs) I don't think I want to do that. But basically, like a like a. Ooh, yeah, this is great. When things are feeling great, just say that how great they're feeling <laughs> yeah like that always misrepresentation feels of what that I'm... feels so obvious it's like when people go like i, I don't mean like oh baby yeah like I, this I don't, tea I is can't... hot this it's really cold out just going like this feel oh. all you can say is like this fucking feels amazing it just doesn't it is there's no. nothing you can it's all bad writing that's always my issue with it i don't need you to talk much so yes <laughs> I don't know how I'd have to like I don't know. I, I know it's confusing. It's confusing R- to R- say. Do me a favor, record yourself next time, would you? Honey, would Ew, you do honey. me a favor next time you have sex? Would you record yourself? <laughs> um, no, but I do like if you're getting closer. Like if you can't make noise, then if you're getting closer, then just do something. Breathe a little deep. Because the thing is, it's the same. If you were fucking a girl and she didn't make any noise, you'd be like, uh, "What's going on?" She just like, um, yeah, I don't, I've never, I guess like sometimes, sometimes I'll just forget if that makes sense. Like, oh, fuck. Your... They'll be like, are you having fun? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fucking sorry. I didn't realize I wasn't like, I thought I was just here. I, I would... thought I, you, you couldn't hear my thoughts. <laughs> I would feel weird though, if you didn't naturally make noise and you did it on account of me. Ah, like... oh, oh, hi, <laughs> Yes. Well, don't mind if I do. Well, I never. That's me making noise in bed. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you care if the girl makes noise? Uh, Is it nice to hear? Well, no, if a girl doesn't make noise, you think That's that what you're what you're, you're doing is illegal. Um, yeah, or like you're. She don't want to be there. So women need women need to Louie basically did this joke and someone got mad at me for like blowing the joke. But uh, the women need to women's noises are continued consent. Basically, like I still <laughs> like that. So I true. still like that. I still like this. I still. Yes. Yep. It's like, will you sign my petition? Yep. I will. sign. It's like every 20 seconds. Guys are going like, babe, well, you missed. Can I speak to you for a second about how you <laughs> That's feel? That's a really funny yes, joke. Like that was not that was not yours. Louis Louis joke was that women it's basically like women will say they're having fun but they're not just cuz they want to get through it. Um so the it's Louis joke was that it's like a negro spiritual Oh, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's funny. As guys are like fucking these slaves are having a blast. <laughs> um but uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, but I would rather hear than see. 
I'd rather hear my my neighbors in a motel fucking or a hotel fucking than uh, see people across the alley fucking. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Because because you know why? Because I don't want to see a guy's naked body if I don't have to. Yes, um, you don't like it. Yes, I don't like. It's not what I'm there for. <laughs> Get Did out I ever of tell here. you about someone invited me to an orgy? And I no. was like open to it, uh, uh, like a clinic, you were uh, open uh, to it, a dental. I'm by myself. What do I care? And um, and uh, and then she sent me a photo of it, and it was like women, and it's like you know normal looking women, like you know, like not all like fucking ripped and gorgeous, but you know women. And then I was like, oh, that's good. And then she sent me another picture and there were guys in it. And just like the fashion of the guys was like, I can't do that. Like just guys wearing like hats and fucking ugly shirts and just like, and they're naked. And then I'd have to see their dicks. And it was like, eh, I'm not going. Thank Dude, you. Dude, they had clothes on? Um, They had like shirts. Some of them did. <laughs> some of them didn't. They had like <laughs> items on. Would you have been down um, to like fuck a few of those girls? Yeah. I would have. I forget how question? like horny you are. Horny? Yeah, I'll fuck. I don't even think I'm especially horny. I just like to fuck really? once a day. Every day. If I can. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> once a day? I mean, not for me, how but for the average. Uh, some days I don't, but like I, it just feels like it's like, uh, the way I am with dessert where I'm like, I just want pleasure and sugar and sweet. I want, I would like to have an orgasm every day. So if I can, Hell um, or high water, just as like a treat, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, Goodbye. Uh, more. Oh, well, you got more videos, audios? You've got mail. Hey, Neil and Bianca, just have a quick question for you guys. Um, would love to hear your thoughts generally on plastic surgery and injections. Is this something you think we'll see the end of, or is it going to continue until 14-year-olds are changing their faces before they fully form? Do you think the trend of looking like a Kardashian or Cardi B will change to something more natural in the future? Uh, and do you think this is always a physical representation or the result of deep insecurity? Um, do you see injections in line with dyeing your hair or wearing makeup? Um, it seems like a lot of celebrities, even the ones you thought wouldn't go there, end up with fillers and updates to their faces. And in my opinion, nine times out of ten, I find women look better before. Um, and even more so for average civilians who don't have the talented doctors of Hollywood. I would love to hear your thoughts and see where you guys stand on this topic. Thanks so much. Take care. Uh, you go. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard because I've seen people that have had just very little Botox or very little fillers and they, I don't know, they low key look better. Um, yeah. That's so the it, problem. But I do think the, you know, once you're like mushing your face and augmenting it, 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 everyone kind of starts having this kind of similar look that I think before everyone did it was maybe interesting and now looks like a telltale sign like something's off. Like there's something off. Like her cheeks look slightly too big or her nose is so tiny and her lips are big. So I think that look is now looking like a thing. But 
I mean, I had the a fact that it, it has has gotten traction is is odd to me. What what meaning like the kind of the fish lips and the filler? It just it's so because it's not aesthetically pleasing. And I get it, where they were going. You're over forty. Just means you're over forty. <laughs> right. It ages you now. And, now you and look also like... your your skin can't. Your skin isn't built for it. Like I've I've like made out with girls who've had Botox, uh, not Botox, the filler, the lip one. Lip. Uh-huh. And How does it's it feel? Fucking hard. Hard. It's like not like rock hard, but it's no, definitely but... harder. Um, Lips are so and, to be same with implants it's like not i used to i had a girlfriend who had implants i'd never had that before and i was against them before that and then once i was like yeah they look good and i don't you know the implants are good enough now that like they're not they're also not rock hard and i'm not opposed to any of it and i it's also you're not for it aging you're fucked you're just fucked so if you if you can do it well, God bless. But as 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 quarantine has shown many of us, a lot of these habits are hard to break. Like I've been like clipping my eyebrows and like clipping my facial hair by scissor and like just because it's just a weird habit. It's a fucking weird habit. It's like a it's like a not a condition. It's like a it's like tick. chewing your nails or whatever. Yeah, it's a tick. That's like a diagnosable tick. Someone Google uh, sent it to me one time, um, but it, it. But people do it with surgery. People do it with yeah. face stuff, and you can't. You just go. What if I? What if I do a little, and you? It, it just doesn't fucking look good. Um, and also, when you want to get doing off, doing it, it it's in moderation is very difficult. Doing anything in moderation is hard. Well, I remember my girlfriend had like really deep lines in her forehead and then she did Botox for like six months and they were gone. And after that, I was like, yeah, I yeah. don't want to get it. But it was convincing to what's like, oh, downside? you don't have to be gross. Huh? Right. What's the downside? It's like, what's the difference between that and like an acid peel or getting rid of pock marks or get like a laser derm, you know, I I tried a joke one time, but it's such an L.A. joke. I have two L.A. jokes about uh, one of them is in L.A. When you haven't heard from somebody in three weeks, it means they absolutely had a procedure done. Um, <laughs> and the other one is uh, it's funny seeing my friends go like in our 20s. It was like I'm never getting plastic surgery. And then in the 30s, early 30s, it's like no, no incisions. And then, and then in early forties, they're like, no longer than three months in a coma. <laughs> like, there's just so much that it just jumps to like, like the fucking you just keep moving the goalposts. But I don't. What are you gonna do? It's a we're visual people. It's not you know. I don't. And it's I very accessible here. Here it's like, it's right here. You want Seven Elevens? Yeah. It's fucking car wash. It's yeah, it's Seven Eleven. You, they're fucking everywhere, and you're like, mm, someone said you should go. <laughs> it's a lot of like, <laughs> right? And wink, uh, wink, nudge, nudge. And like, it's it's a hard. Um, it's just a it's a it's a it, especially in L A. But I think it L A. L A. culture eventually spreads. Um, 
everywhere. And I don't, and I have a, you know, my theory about the Kardashians is I think in the aggregate, they did more positive stuff for body than negative stuff. Yeah, I think so. Even though there's just they like made kind it of less, fake. Yeah, like, yeah. Because um, they made it less um, skinny. They just yeah, made it they made it cool to have and, like an ass and tits and yeah. be a little thick. So, no, I like it. I just, I do think though now people aging and looking like a regular aged face is going to be more refreshing. I'm How? not sure if that's. How did you do it? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I, a regular do? age face is like. It's like, what? Uh, Nothing? how what how did you how the fuck do you do that well did you, where did where'd you get that mister um yeah so but even yeah but even it, it's a you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't it's like there's no fucking there's there's some downside but there's some downside to just aging yeah like where they cut to people in movies uh or you if you haven't seen people in a while and you're like oh fuck Right, or, and just then like, there's fuck. there's she the opposite so where like they cut to Meg Meg Ryan after she had a bunch of surgery, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, or, or uh, Renee Zellweger, and you're like, fuck. Um, but I, you have also just gotten upset by old people, and then there's people like Susan Sarandon's had surgery and she fucking looks amazing, like so. She has, she looks good. I actually think it's way worse on men. The interesting the filler. It just makes them look feminine to me. It's such a telltale, like oh, like, the fill. Uh, I totally agree. Just like, I completely uh, agree. You look like that, a freak. Just like, yeah, um, totally agree. Um, it's it's uh, you look like a you look like one of those like weird people who like remember that make me what was the name of that MTV show where you. You could get surgery to look like a celebrity. Oh, uh, uh, yes. What was it? It was like, and those kids. Hit my face. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just, it, that's what you look like when, as hit a guy, when you get face. surgery, like, like cheekbones. Like, the fuck are you doing, cheekbones? <laughs> um, so. Hit my face. Goodbye. Um, well, give us another audio. You've got mail. Dear Neil, I'm French. I live in Paris and I am a huge fan of Dave Chappelle's. I just Great. discovered the three mics on Netflix, which moved me to tears. I laughed a lot, admired the writing and thought that you were incredibly talented. The last episode of your podcast, though, depressed me when you started to talk about the French doctors. Oh my God, what those Morans said about testing the vaccines in Africa was such a scandal that we were more than 100,000 signing a petition and asking for a public apology. Then you said that you were not surprised by what those guys could do or say referring to Gainsbourg being disrespectful to Whitney Easton. While Gainsbourg is indeed considered as a genius in France, everybody also knows that he could sometimes become a dirty drunk ass, just like Bukowski. I love United States and was there in D.C. for Obama's first inauguration. Imagine what we, the French, think about the dangerous clown you, the Americans, does not feel right, does it, elected after you Obama. You Please bitch. don't let them divide us and say something nice about France, as many of us love you. Voilà. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Au I don't think many of you love Our, us. I think a few of you love us. Um, are we gonna, look, are we gonna I, if you think I'm against... By the way, no, I don't think we're going to apologize. It, would, it wouldn't be in the spirit of French. 
of the French people. Um, if we surrendered, that'd be more like it. <laughs> hey, whoa, really? I did it again. Whoa. Um, the France is the fucking best. But but and and uh, but you gotta understand that that um, that Serge Gainsborough is a huge Gainsborough. export, and whereas you get tons of American culture, so that Bukowski just becomes another uh, thing. Serge Gainsborough is like ten percent of French culture in terms of American uh, uh, intake. Um, but I, but also, yeah, France is the fucking best. My thing to her is like one, she sounds hella sexy. Two, um, right? French, the French people, like we don't shy away from the fact that there's tons of racial turmoil in America, and I feel like French people do. They have a huge race issue in, in France. I remember being in France, and there were race riots in the suburbs, and. That's, I think, what we were talking about. It isn't surprising that officials in France would have, and I'm not saying it's a reflection of the whole country, but it is not strange that there would be this sort of like, you know, downcast opinion of of black people from a French official, even if it is a doctor. It does. Yeah, seem I don't like think that again. Huge I, like of, America's been awful, but but we talk but about French, it. We admit that shit. French. But French colonized Algeria recently. I mean, not as recent. I mean, whatever. I, again, I don't. I, America's still the champ in terms of racism. But um, no, we are. But, but I but, feel uh, like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, but I I agree with you that like there's just it's just there's it's almost more European to just be like, but the, it's Africa. It's a toilet, you know. Right. And that's I did seven <laughs> different. Russian, I just did seven sure different accents. Yeah, I just but... did seven seven different accents. Um, yeah. So, so we, yeah. we own so, the fact that our country is there's tons of injustice. Our president's a racist, strange, weird idiot. Like we really own it. Whereas in France, because that's kind that's where French people come from. That's not necessarily where African people come from. There is this weird divide of like criti- self criticism when it comes to how they handle african immigrants and like past colonies and current colonies that i think they get very defensive because they really have to completely criticize themselves whereas i'm american there's tons of black americans who've been here just as long as white americans so just the racial makeup it just feels like it's different when y'all were here i'm kidding um (laughs) uh, but i like that lady she seems cool you won what boat was you on um (laughs) the um yeah yeah uh uh yeah but uh, it has just to do with more i think americans are afraid of americans are like it's it 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 it's like french culture we're like no you have mistress and then you that is right. part of our cult like you know that's kind of what it feels like like with like and yes in africa is the shithole yeah. even though our presence is for the course that's uh, how it and is that's where we that's do is. that is where we do uh, how you say experiments um <laughs> so uh so yeah but w- thank you for listening and thank you for being like a big you. dave Chappelle fan and a big um three mics fan streaming now three she mics is getting a real nice second life because of the twain because of the it twain is? stuff yeah it's getting twain a lot game? of lo- a lot of twang gang it's getting a lot of views like it's on people's front pages and shit 
So thank Ooh. you. Uh, Will, is that all for the videos? Goodbye. Audios? Oh, this guy looks like me. I thought this was me. You've got mail. Does not look like you. It also looks like my house. It does. Hey, what's up, Neil and Bianca? Big fan of the show, RSTLNE, all that jazz. Uh, how Neil feel and how Binky think he about not spoiling shit mm. all the time. Uh, Neil definitely uh, gave us the plot of Parasite. Uh, thank you. Another movie I don't have to watch. And then you told a uh-huh. movie joke like days after it came out, claiming it was a great joke, and then told the joke. Then in the same episode, <laughs> you decided to go out of your way not to spoil a movie from the 60s, The Apartment, because you think it's a good movie. The po- so I don't, how first of all, and how big you think you I love your not look. spoiling shit anymore. Um, you actually all, are a total spoiler. He's right. You're a spoiler. You're And you're a bitch. Um, the, uh, uh, I, I'm a selective spoiler. I don't know. I, I like telling jokes. Uh, it seemed like one 40 seconds out of Louie's one hour special seemed pretty minor. Um, and, and, um, and the parasite, I feel like I barely gave the plot away cause I didn't understand the plot. Um, and the apartment I stand by not giving that away. No, but even I remember my friend who, like, I have a few friends who listen religiously, and he was like, uh-huh. damn, Neil gave away that part in The Irishman where she was being molested by Joe Pesci, and you gave that away, and he was like, it's not Fuck. in the movie. Subtext, guys. I know, but you know what I'm saying? You just, yeah, you got I, to I'll discover it. I'll, I will drop down on some subtext. <laughs> I will fucking Neil, make the subtext the text. Um, spoiler. spoiler there's subtext about molestation what are you yeah. I'm, I'm they, just yeah, saying it's slight spoiling I'm just, I, I know there's, it's a long movie too but maybe we just have to say something before you I'll start say, I'll gabbing. start saying spoiler spoiler <laughs> alert you're a bitch <laughs> <laughs> they already knew that <laughs> uh, yeah exactly um, okay so those that's everything Will spoil spoiled goodbye great all right, let's read a letter. You've got uh, mail. I'm telling you what. You want to be frustrated and let down below, beyond belief? Let go. Let go. Read through the comments on Bill Gates' Instagram post <laughs> on any page or any page that references his efforts to help with any kind of healthcare anywhere in the world. The number of bots or fake accounts arguing stuff. The conspiracy theories. The uneducated, super woke, ignorant people that know like two percent about topic and have uber confidence, like they understand everything in the world. It's enough to make you wonder how dumb we can possibly be. Come if the dumb crowd might get so big one day we stop making progress on anything else. I'm from Tennessee, and I firmly believe a lot of the deep Southern Republican people would vote themselves back to the Stone Age if left unattended <laughs> and unopposed for 30, 40 years. Okay, I digress, and was just sad. Bill Gates, one of the richest people uh, the world has ever seen, stopped selling computer software to pour money into eradicating the world of disease and is giving away vaccines and medicines to the world's poorest and most vulnerable people so that he can profit. He'd rather do that than sell a sex drug or diabetes medicine or other fucking computers. Damn, I'm sad. Yes, the Bill Gates um, slander, again, conspiracy theories are so fucking dumb. It's, uh, I hate conspiracy theories and mostly because they, they're so thin. Mm. Like, what's your argument against Bill Gates? The guy 
fucking spends billions of dollars every year on he's done more for malaria than anyone in human history. He's done more for malaria and not been a mosquito than any any living organism in the history of humanity. So uh, he saved tens of millions of lives. By the way, black and brown lives like sub sub-Saharan uh, third world like this. He's a fucking good person. And if you re- if you watch the Netflix documentary, you'll go, oh, this motherfucker's on some other shit. Like he's just uh, an, um, an elite brain and a and and a philanthropist in the truest sense of the word and has guilted Warren Buffett and Zuckerberg to giving their money to him to do shit with also no one you know this I've talked about this before once you know a rich person or know someone that other people consider iconic or something you just go oh yeah this is that's it's just human beings just all human beings just yeah. human beings doing human shit. It's not like, and I shall. There's no Dr. Evil like, please shut the door. And a big fucking wall turns around like Scooby-Doo and like there's a globe on it. You know, I know very wealthy people. I don't know billionaires. Well, I guess I know billionaires. You know, and they're just, one. yeah, they're just normal people that are going like, like my buddy Chris Saka, the guy from Shark Tank. Um, is a billionaire and he's just like trying to help with criminal justice reform. He doesn't have a grand, uh, there's nothing nefarious about it. He's just trying. He's just trying criminal justice reform, climate change and elections. He's not trying to reshape the world in his image. He's not trying to, no one's trying to, uh, again, I get that, Black people are mad about Tuskegee and slavery and as well you should be. But there's oversight now. <laughs> there's oversight now. I'm not like, saying. And again, it doesn't exonerate. I don't think that and that nothing bad happens. I just like I said, uh, uh, lobbyists write laws. So if you want that, you don't need conspiracies when lobbyists can write laws. I can excuse. I can excuse black people for being very weary to the point of dumb conspiracy theories, some of them, I can mm-hmm. kind of excuse it because there's probably been hundreds of years of like, I think this is going on. I agree. And people being I, like, I totally you agree. dumbass. No. So I get slavery. That. You think that white people would make us go on a boat <laughs> for six months and then How to get you work there? for them for free you- and break our family. Come on, man. What are you, what are you smoking? So, yeah. you so, remember this motherfucker said, "Yeah." So I definitely understand a portion of conspiracy theories. Most of the conspiracy theorists are like, you know, not that they're mostly the people who are trying to. I don't know. We can't completely categorize. If you're intel, if you're a, if you have a college degree, or I'm going to go graduate. And I'll go graduate degree and and like if Ta-Nehisi Coates says there's a conspiracy about something, I'll be like, all right, that guy's smart as fuck. Like it. But if it's just some weed smoker, it's like it's just like some guy who does like the cush up challenge. And then next thing you know, is talking about how Bill Gates is trying to enslave people through vaccines. 
you know, I don't even it. I just I hate conspiracy theory. I fucking hate them. I just think they're so in the in the aggregate they're just so bad for people and that's and it's it's anti-science it's anti-science you're no different than all the anti-vaxxers that are um that are uh that are protesting like we want our freedom okay it's gonna fucking kill you so exactly no that they seem in line with in step with one another you know what i mean and I yeah, it's the it was- same anti-science. It's just different. We were going to do a sketch about it when Dave hosted SNL. They ended up kind of doing it with the Black Jeopardy, but it was going to be called Black Crazy, White Crazy. And it's <laughs> oh God, a lot. So they funny. line up in a lot of ways. Oh, like, yeah. White conspiracy theories and black conspiracy theories are getting closer and closer all the time. They're just. It, I, I saw some posts about Bill Gates and it was like, Bill Gates of hell, which is so, so stupid. Um, yeah. And someone was like, why doesn't he start spending all that money trying to uh, work on clean water for poor people? And I was like, he does. Dummy, he exact- has a fucking thing. How many people, you know, have a toilet contest? You fucking ding dong. The Did guy you- had a toilet invention contest. Yeah. Like, please. So it was just like, oh, everyone's just so. And the problem is, if you gave them the evidence, if you were like, hey, Bill Gates, come here and just show them what you've done, they wouldn't believe it. So sometimes people are just not open to information. So they will create a conspiracy theory to make sense. I don't think it really matters what the truth is. You know, it's just. No, because they want to believe it's. Yeah, they'd rather be. They'd rather be like living in a world of like someone's out to get me. No, no one's out to get you. And all your failures are on you and no one cares about you. But that's worse than going like there's a global the Bilderbergs. Okay. Goodbye. Um, Uh, Same old, same old. There's a short letter, Bianca. You want to read it? Shut up. Yes. Bianca, honey. You've got mail. Hey, Nyanka and Beal. <laughs> Silly. I was wondering if you two would divulge any experiences you've had with psychedelics. Would either of you ever consider taking ayahuasca, an informal ceremony in the in an in a formal ceremony in the Amazon or otherwise? What are your thoughts on the latest medical research coming out on the potential benefits of these substances? Would Neil ever consider taking ketamine again as a mental health treatment or go on another silent meditation retreat like he did a few years back? R-S-T-L-N-E. Um, first of all, we're all on a silent meditation retreat. Um, <laughs> it's called quarantine. Um, quarantine. Uh, I would do ayahuasca, but the problem with ayahuasca is you have to stop taking ssris the the uh the the category of of antidepressant i take which i don't want to stop um but i would take ayahuasca in a second um i've heard of people taking a little bit of ayahuasca every day they microdose ayahuasca um frightening so i plan on taking ayahuasca at some point i should probably do it now toward the end of yeah yeah um but uh and i would never take ketamine again because it did not agree with me bianca your thoughts um psychedelics i haven't done much i've done a tiny bit of mushrooms that (laughs) joey diaz gave me (laughs) Um, that's funny yeah 
he'll be like, oh, just take a cap and relax at the end of the night. Fucking and I'm like, oh, cool, okay. Like, it's I didn't even. a nightcap. Yeah. Night, nightcap. Yes, it's so funny. Boom. And so, <laughs> is that your joy impression? Uh-huh. <laughs> Cocksucker. <laughs> you and Mulaney make me fucking nervous. He told me that one night, man. I, Joey, when Joey brings me up at the comedy store, I make him say, hey, you guys ready for some structure? Because <laughs> it's like the opposite of his act. Um, it's like, you fucking That's guys so make me want to write. I'm like, yeah, it does fucking. <laughs> and you make me want to perform. Um, for real. Uh, you make me want to have charisma. Uh, go ahead. Um, um, you wouldn't take, you took a little shrooms. Took some shrooms, but I've done more, maybe like. Her, her. Chemical drugs. Cocaine. I've done cocaine. a lot of I've done a lot of Molly. Not that much cocaine. When I was in when I lived in Panama, it was so cheap, it was everywhere. I did some cocaine, but um not I've done more Molly, like on unsl- I'm just not good at doing drugs though. That's what I've noticed. It just they always make my stomach queasy on edge. You would uh, the sad thing is you would love mushrooms. I, yeah, like I took you, such you're, a small amount. You're I really, really, really suited. Characterologically, because you're kind of you have a shroomy. I'm kind of shocked you've never taken shrooms. Yeah, um, like one cap, and it didn't do anything. He was like, it's "Not no, gonna do yeah, anything." You should really do them. Like you should well, do them. Do them. But I heard you could have a bad trip, and you think like shit. No, you, I mean you. No, you're not gonna have a bad trip. Like I, one in a million people have bad trips. Why do you You're think not be I would be like I have a good disposition for sure? Because you bull- disposition, you would you'll laugh your head off. I mean, the, nothing <laughs> will make you laugh more than like the shrooms is the essence of comedy, the essence of comedic inspiration. Where you're like, so and so looks like a fucking such right. and such with a blunt. Like that's what shrooms is. Is just uh, non-linear associations that are true, and then. Uh, and and pattern recognition it's like it basically supercharges your pattern recognition uh engine in your brain so for me like the first time i met charlie murphy me and dave did shrooms we'd sold half baked we didn't shoot it yet we're out i see dave talking to charlie and i thought who's that eddie murphy's fat brother just (laughs) because he looked like fucking and then i go over and i didn't even know like i kind of heard of him but and it was Charlie. And uh, so. and he's like on shrooms going like, I told when me and met when me and my brother came out here, we was the only real motherfuckers out here. All these other pussies had jerry curls. And it was like <laughs> fucking perfect. Um, and uh, and but like you just think of the best jo- like you're it's just it's just inspiration for six Do you hours. You know what realm you're in. Yeah, you're not like. Oh, you're not out of it. You can be like, hey, you can be around people that are not on it. Okay. okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. Like. Like you know, easily. acid. The name just scares me. Scary sounding. You would stuff. like acid too. Acid's just a little intense. It, have You'd you like. Acid? You would love what it does to your brain. Yeah. 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 It's the problem is it's always cut with a like a speed, so it gets real like methy. Gets real like jawbone and like. <laughs> like, like don't right there don't yeah like <laughs> you just feel it it feels there's it's got a metallic feel the times i've done it i've done um, molly i've done very intense molly. really funny damn i should do it. i've done it very like 
I've done Molly and I remember we were in a very crowded area and my friends were like, let's go over here. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay. And I just was like being like bumped by all these people. And I was like, so nice. I'm so connected. And everyone was just <laughs> like, dude, you're like in the way. So I don't know. I just drugs kind of freak me out. I don't like the chemically ones. I feel like you have less control. You're just like, okay, we're on a roller coaster and you can't get off. And you can't really yeah. change it because it's so... It's no, like, it's once it's in you, it's in you, yeah. It's in your blood right. and you just have to pass it. But you would love mushrooms. Okay, I'm I, I, I like, like you would love them. Can you try it um, by yourself? I would also like... Ma- yeah, you can. You shouldn't, but you can. Um, I would like make my children do mushrooms. Like it will... They've done they've done tests recently where they give people that have never done drugs, they gave them mushrooms, like middle-aged religious people, and they've all said it's one of the five best experiences of their lives. Not all of them, wow. but like eight out of ten people. Like squares. Like fucking square people. And you are Ooh, that's not cool. a square. I want to like see You like to that. make you like I'm noises gonna... when you fuck, but it's hard to explain. Have you had um, sex on mushrooms? Sorry, I really need to know this. Yeah, but like, do you think that's uh, toward the end? I it's 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 you want to talk about laughing? Oh no! Um, during <laughs> yeah, it. you it's want like noises toward the end? Like toward the end, you'll you can you can like sort of do shit, but um, uh, yeah. Goodbye. So, all right, you've got hey mail. Neil and Bianca, long time feeler, first time emailer, love the pod and the yeah 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 um Ellie. i wanted to write in today to get both of your thoughts on something that's been playing out in my life over the last eight months i've made a lot of progress dealing with it on my own but i'm looking for new perspectives and love to hear what the two of you have to say so here it is late last year my mother sat me down and told me that the guy who i thought was my dad for my entire life was not actually my biological father for over 24 years The two of them and the rest of my family, about 30 people in total, have been lying to me and allowing this man to raise me when they knew for a fact there was a DNA test done when I was four that he was not my biological father. This all initially came out during the divorce, but despite the uh, results of the DNA test, everyone, including my biological father, who was also married and had two kids during the time he was fucking my mom, came to an agreement that it would simply be easier to keep the status quo and let my dad raise me as if I was his own. Uh, Everyone else in my family was told this news and under direction of my mother were instructed not to tell me any of this. My dad passed away in 2018 and I got this news about 10 months after his death. He and I uh, had a very tumultuous relationship, one that I would describe as close to how Neil describes his relationship with his own father. Towards what turned out to be the end of his life, We had what I consider to be our final falling out uh, where I told him he would no longer be a part of my life. Uh, I wish he made it clear that it was not his biological father. Um, I think it's not. I think it's the guy. Our poor relationship was not a secret to anyone in my family. When I was a teenager in desperate need of a father figure, I was very vocal about his his shortcomings to my family members, particularly my own mother, and repeatedly sought out answers as to why our relationship was that way. While me not actually being his biological son might retroactively answer some of those questions, and ease a bit of the disdain I felt towards him for being such a terrible father, I'm now left struggling with the idea of reconciling things with my mother. My mom. She's handled the breaking of this news and subsequent conversations relatively poorly, flat out refusing to accept responsibility at any time, 
And uh, I'm now finding the idea of ever being able to trust her again extremely difficult. The way I see it is that she knew exactly how much this man hurt me. And instead of putting an end to it, she allowed her only child to be psychologically and emotionally ruined during his most formative years of his life because she can't handle confrontation and instead sat idly by as the situation spun out of control. Still not done. I don't have any children of my own yet, but my fear is that if I'm able to figure things out with my mom in the short term, as soon as I'm holding my own baby in my arms and thinking about all the bullshit my mother put me through, uh, which I would never subject my own child to, I begin to resent her all over again. There's also the question of whether or not I should meet my biological father, something I'm doing. Uh, I'm against doing at this point. I'm now 25 and have created my own life. Uh, something I feel I did in spite of my terrible upbringing. My intention is to treat him exactly how I was planning on treating my dad as someone who did absolutely nothing to help me get to where I am today, meaning he doesn't get to enjoy the benefits of a relationship with me. So how, Neil, feel, what you think he, uh, who should I trust? My mom, da 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 Binks, he has go. He has so much like anger and trauma still. Like he just has to do yeah. a lot of, he has to do a lot of like, psychotherapy work i don't think he i just think he really needs to get to a point and i think he can where he can just like forgive all these people for his own sake so he doesn't carry this with him he's he's at such a i can see it through the email he's carrying so much anger and so much resentment and pain that he has to get to a point where he can just be like they were humans they made their decisions and like i can't take that on throughout my whole life, you know, just feels very yeah, sad. Uh, that's the, 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 I wrote a, a little something the other night about this where, you know, they say when you hold a grudge, it's like, uh, pissing in your own pants. It's like, you want, <laughs> it's like, that's you want, you good... want to piss in the other person's pants, but you end up pissing in your own. Um, yeah. it like, it only hurts you. The, I mean, the upside of grudges is that sometimes you invade people's uh area with um you invade people's space with the smell of your urine <laughs> which is also <laughs> like you smell that benefit i hate you. you that yeah you smell that that's that's my hatred for you <laughs> um the uh, you can't you can't force a schedule on someone else's grudges uh, it's one of these things where they have to digest it in their time I will say that most of the grudges I've held, and I am a deep grudge holder, as we all know, uh, were, it is a bit of a, it's a waste of time, but in some ways a grudge is self-love and self-care and self-protection. You are creating a standard and you're holding other people to it but if they don't know it then then you're just walking around mad all the time and it it's only it's only it only you smell like piss so Mm. it's the it's the i think it's making the decision to cross from um to cross from self defense to self like love you know what I mean? Like, right. at what point am I going to stop? Is this actually helping me? I don't. I don't know that it is. I right. uh, like. I. I, I got to say, I don't think at this point it's uh, really, really helping me. Um, I think it's like 
but it but it it's it for a while it can be it can kind of have a good feeling to it unfortunately but it could manifest Um, if he doesn't really deal with it it could just come out in certain ways and then i just think like the sooner the better just go into therapy why not you know yeah i agree the other thing i meant to say was uh, it's ironic but i find that a lot of guys i know that are misogynistic are mad at their mom for not protecting them from their dad if that makes sense they're oh, wow. they're they they it's easier to be misogynistic it's one of those like kind of weird um unexpected consequences it's like they're they have a lot of anger toward women because their dad was an asshole if that makes sense yeah, yeah yeah for sure um it's like counterintuitive but i think it's true anyhow swoosh it uh but but yeah just get over uh not again i don't think get over it i would just say re frame it you know for there's that i heard one time that you can reframe things like that as either i was neglected or mm. you can see it i i was neglected or i'm really um that's like the blame version and i was neglected and right. fuck them and da, 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 da. or i'm really um self-reliant and i you know what i mean it's like you can take it positively or negatively and when i heard it i thought it was just some i thought it was bullshit because i'm like i fucking this thing is a fuel right but my hatred is a fuel (laughs) but at a certain point you can you can like what do you want to get from it do you want to be mad or do you want to do you want to use it as a as a as a as a log for your fire or is it just a log to like take out of the fire and be like, where, where is he? (laughs) I'm going to fucking burn him with this log. Um, (laughs) but it's the, and a lot of times it's the only credit you get is the, it's like you want someone to acknowledge your pain or your, the shittiness of the situation. And in, for, in a lot of ways for a long time, it can, it will only be you, you know? Yeah. And uh it's just it's complicated. Um but I think turning to podcast is the right way. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh Banks hit it. You've got mail. Hey, hey. I had a former girlfriend tell me during the relationship that she was happy to discover that we were sexually compatible. We weren't. She's stunning but terrible lifeless in bed and I was doing everything and almost getting no returns. Not the main reason I ended the relationship, but definitely a factor. It got me to wondering if people like this should be told that they're bad at sex and how to tell them. I mean, if there's a slobber on the house, that'd be something you can tell them that they should work on for the next time they're in the relationship. Otherwise, you have these people walking around clueless that they're missing this thing that's valuable to a relationship and that no one really talks about allowed uh i whenever we've i think we've all been in that situation where you have mediocre sex and the other person goes like that was so good and you're like (laughs) um uh but i think that you can communicate i don't think you can yeah i think it's you communicate anything as long as you're like kind about it you know, be like, I, I don't feel the can. I didn't feel I didn't. I don't know if I share your passion or whatever, however you want to put it. 
in a diplomatic way. I know. I, I do think, though, sometimes... I don't... I do like being the bearer of bad news. I feel like sometimes you not like it, but you feel like a duty. Well, there's a... there. I'm of two minds about it, in, like, looking at myself. There's a part of me that really uh, thinks it's helpful, and then there's a part of me that thinks maybe I'm just being sadistic. I agree. I think... I think like I think from- I I think it's very valuable to be honest with people, and I think it is it is often a gift. But there are times where I'm like, you just fucking like being an asshole. Uh, no, it toggles between do I want to help people or do I just want to be an, do am I being sadistic? Sadistic, yes. And what do you think? And uh, and and sometimes it seems like I'm being sadistic. Slightly. It um, almost seems like that That logically it's like, oh, well, most people wouldn't inform you about this, so why wouldn't I? I don't have a problem with it. And then deep motivation is a little like... Like uh, squeezing the lemon. I don't... <laughs> yes. I mean, it just depends on... It depends... Sometimes I'm conscious of the anger, <laughs> but like... Uh, if I give like, you know, if I give someone a professional note, no, that's... if I like I uh, there, there's not any any uh, if I give somebody a punch up or a tag or uh, there's no like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> it really is like, ah, you might want to try this. Right. Um, But but yeah, there's times where if I, you know, I can be. uh like there's there's more to it what there's about, subtext would you tell a girl while you're in good standing while you're still dating but it's not working would you tell her or would that be something like i would on tell the her yeah i think i would absolutely tell i the, well the thing is like i won't tell someone why i don't think we should date anymore if it's short term because i don't think that that's a that to me is sadistic of being like, cause you don't, whatever. It's just a personal feeling. Like, look at your bangs. It's right. got not, it's just my taste in bang. If it's just my taste, I don't think it's worth telling anybody why you, no. I just, it's like, it just doesn't work. Um, but I wouldn't tell, unless they were a fucking asshole, I would try to be, it's also if they're, if they if they set a rule of like, well, no, we do blank and then they won't hold themselves to the same standard. It's like you have to go out with my friends, but they don't have but she doesn't have to go out with my friends. Then who's I'll be making like, hey, people go out you. with whose friends? God, Bianca, nightmare. you have no idea what what people are putting through. People I, are putting each other through. Out here. Doesn't that cause someone anxiety? If crying, I ask you- Bianca, they're crying if you don't go out with their friends. I don't invite, I like have gotten in fights because guys are like, you don't ever want me around your friends. And I'm just like, do you want to be around seven girls talking about like random yeah, shit? Girl shit. I don't, yeah. It's not even girl. It's just like, do you want to be around six other people you don't know who are all girlfriends who all know each other and have inside jokes and you're just standing there like I, you can come, but then like, yeah. I don't. Then it, but then I'm still gonna feel anxiety that you're not having fun, and then I'm not gonna have fun. Correct. I don't understand the like. It's uh, that joke I used to do about women see it as a re- they see it as a metaphor for the rest of if you do this, then you'll do that. If you're willing to inconvenience yourself, that means you'll you're a good mate, 
and you'll fucking it's just it's it's an it's nonsense but it's just the way a lot some women think about relationships but here's the thing i do believe that there's going to be inconveniences in relationships i'm not thinking like only works for me or fuck off but i don't get the now talk about sadistic i don't get the like suffer through this social gathering that I know you don't want to be at. That feels bad for me. That's I don't know how not your, can... that's not one of your inconveniences. There are many people I'm sure you have some that other girls would be like, I don't care about that. They just, it's like almost a love language thing where yeah, for sure. inconvenience yeah. is a love language for women. Male inconvenience is, is their but love I, language. I think it goes both ways. I mean, everybody wants like, do this thing for me. No, it's not. That's not like a one way thing. Uh, you know, everyone is. Yeah, but I think guys is shit. mostly just fu- just f- have sex with me. It's, you, you're only I talking you about like it's... good guys. <laughs> you're talking about great guys. You're always talking about like stand up dudes. There's a lot of dudes that just have sex with me is not a stand up guy. No, meaning like that's his one inconvenience there. I mean, I, I've dated a lot of guys. A lot of them is like. Hey, I've been in situations where all of his friends, girlfriends show up to things and I don't particularly want to go. Yeah. And it's like, yep. now where's my girlfriend? It's just like, and they'd always yeah. be like, oh, she yep. never hangs out. It's like, fuck, yeah, you guys yeah, yeah, are yeah. not interested. Anyways, well, whatever. It goes both ways. Yeah, but, I've never, I've never had that, but yeah. Um, I've never, never that doesn't, like, I don't want to do my- anything with my friends, let alone, I don't want to drag somebody <laughs> else. So um, that's what's great about me. You're so um, I'm going to do mm, the next one. No, we already read it. Um, Are you right? So if they're not, if you're not compatible, just say something in a, in a, in a kind way if you can. And if oh. not, do it sadistically like your Uncle Neil. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Uncle Neil. <laughs> You've got um, mail. Okay, this is a funny one. Or it's not a funny one, but it's a good one. Uh, hey, Neil Bianca, Neil, three mics. All right, dude, great. Community of the world, highest uh, laughs to minute ratios of anything I've ever watched. Thank you very much. That's my community of the world set. Uh, I was at the parents. I was at my parents the other day and just realized that the obscene amount of indigenous African art I grew up around <laughs> on every nook and cranny in their home. You guessed it. They're middle class white people. Is it really weird to you too? Should I feel, should I stage a fake robbery? My best friend's black and has never been able to, uh, has never been one to hold back when someone says or does something even subtly racist. Uh, he's never said anything about the art though. I, that's interesting. Cause I saw somebody on ES, uh, not ESPN, CNN, uh, like a very white woman did, a um, did a Skype the other day from her house and it was all African masks behind her. And, and that's where you go. Well, if they got paid, what's the problem? If, if they got paid, she's not passing it off as hers. She, they didn't steal it. They didn't like, they just, they, they bought it. It's commerce. And it's, I've never it, really it, heard- it pleases her aesthetically. Right. I've never heard of anybody having, an issue with someone white decorating their heart or their house in African art. I think it's funny. <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like African art. Yeah, you know what is like funny? There is some of it just appeals to them. I like Asian art. Like I like I don't something about 
the a lot of the Asian art I a lot of the art I have in my house is kind of Asiatic, if you will. Um, I like I don't like Basquiat as a painter. He just doesn't move me. I don't like how abstract it is and reductive. And I like now if you're talking about like black artists, I like like um, John Kennedy Marshall or Kara Walker or Kara Walker or like. Like there are black artists that like I just don't happen to like Basquiat. I love Henry um, Taylor, and he's still alive. Like I'm gonna find you, man. You know Henry Taylor, man. I'm a f- no. I'll send you. Um. Um. um so, uh, what do you do if you like African? I don't know. I don't think it means any. I think in some ways it's just like I like if you don't know where curry is from, and you eat it. Does that mean like you're you have some weird shit with in, uh, like Indian or India. <laughs> I don't know. Analogy. No, I, but I'm saying like, what if I like African art, I like African masks, not like I find them because they're so simple as I, there doesn't have to be like a deeper, right. A deeper, uh, like- uh, 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 colonial meaning to it. It's just like, ah, I like it. it. I like the way it looks. Also, if I see African, if I just saw a home, with African art in it, I feel like there's a 60% chance, there's a higher chance it's a white person's home. Not saying that black people don't have African art, but they also, every black person's house, my grandparents, everyone had like a giant spoon and fork. Have you seen those giant wooden spoons? Yeah. Like, eh, everyone had a spoon. Uh, Did I ever tell you that what Trevor's, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast, like the, one of the smartest observations what? Uh, Trev- when Trevor came over, Trevor Noah came over and he goes, it's very obvious that a white person lives here. And I go, why? And he goes, because you have antiques. <laughs> it's like black people don't want to be reminded of anything before 1977, <laughs> um, which is like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. slavery. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Slavery. Yeah, sure, sure. Goodbye. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's wrong that your mom. Usually I always take it as like uh, that your mom. uh uh, fuck three black guys in her twenties. That's for how I take it. Um, uh, and and really and misses it. <laughs> um, You've got uh, mail. Hey, N and B, NSTLER. I love the podcast. Thank you both. I'm a white guy from Pale State, so I find your insights and race to be especially interesting. However, my question is on depression. Uh, I'm more of a logical person, and I want to know. How to be a better ally for my creative brother who has depression. I enjoyed Three Mics and read William Styron's Darkness Visible. After Neil mentioned it, both have been helpful to me. So I'm hoping you can give me some practical advice or reading list on this subject. For background, my brother has a combination of anxiety, depression, low self-esteem that has become more pronounced due to the COVID isolation. He will be 30 this year. I'm 33. And I'm afraid this will be especially tough as his friends and I are progressing down our own traditional paths, wife, kids, et cetera, and he feels left behind. His depression is openly acknowledged between us, and I'm looking for ways to be more supportive without coming across the therapist or trying to fix him. H&FWBT. I don't, it's hard to say exactly because I don't know where, what kind of depression he has. I think with any of these things is, uh, I've said it on here before, just share it a little with him. Meaning, like, if he's carrying, uh, if he's wearing, to use the three mics analogy, a weighted vest, and it's got 100 pounds in it, take 20 of it. Just sit there with him and fucking play video games. And, and people like connection. 
connection's good for depressed people. Connection's good for all people, but like I think it's especially um good for depressed people. So like, you know, be be uh that's all you can do. You can't solve it. Uh you can just be there, you can just hang out with them and try to include them and not make them feel uh alienated or other. Don't other them. Yeah. Bankersons. Um Yeah, I mean, it's hard because sometimes those people those people when people are going through, you know, mental health situations, it's very hard. Yep. You have to uh sometimes they're not ready to even admit that's what's going on. Sometimes they you know seeing a therapist can really trigger someone like, I don't like, I'm fine. I don't need a therapist, you know, whatever. So it's just a real, I think if you just massage the idea, if you kind of condition him, talk about it enough that it's not a threat, but like, don't you want your life to improve? Like, don't you want to be able to participate in your life a little bit more? Like we're all participating yep. in our lives. If you ease it in, but keep the conversation, keep that tone of the conversation so he gets comfortable with maybe confiding in you or hearing like, oh, you know, no, it's not judgment. Like you kind of have to put on your baby gloves and like be like, yeah. hey. But I think if you can get, you can break through people, even if they tell themselves, you know, I'm never talking about this with my brother. You can push gently, nudge him into... I think he's talked about it, obviously. I mean, if they all yeah, know, but... then I think he's talked about it. You can't... The thing is, you can't support someone out of depression. It has to... They have to do shit to get out of it on their own. And but... whether you... Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, if they are going through this thing and they have this weighted vest and they know they have these issues and they're like, how does someone have two things going on life because life just keeps going doesn't stop for anybody and dealing with this should they isolate themselves and deal with it or do you think they should learn how to keep you know relationships going and also deal with this because sometimes it can be overwhelming you know and you have a tendency to just isolate not be around i picture this guy just i picture the brother just sitting in his apartment by himself and then the older brother um like going hey man let's fucking play some video games or whatever like um i that to me is seems like about all you can do really you, you think can't, when you're i in? mean i yeah cuz i can't uh, you can live your life and if your life is attractive to him then he can be like i want what you have and you go well i don't you the, the way to do that is to go to therapy and get on medication like they're and not seeing it as a um as a there's nothing wrong with you it's just like destigmatize it and use it as a thing that can be treated you know do you uh, think and not that- make it so like i'm it sounds like they don't live in a big city so it's it it's a it sounds stigmatized Do you think that when, do you think uh, therapy and medication do improve or are are there times where that makes it worse? No, I mean, it can make it worse, but you just stop it. You just stop taking, especially the medication, but therapy won't make things worse. 
Like, you're not going to be like, I fucking, you made me say shit. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> Why did you make me talk about that? Um, I know, it's just hard no, to help people right. when they're going through something like that. When you're not going through something like that and you haven't had that, it's just like there's no good blueprint to be Other supportive. than just sitting with them, dude. It's just, you're just, just sit with them. That's all you can do. Spend as much time with them as you possibly fucking can. You know? And, and you're not going to be a model for like, I want to be like him, but you just, if you, if you don't judge the feeling, if you don't judge the feelings he has or the disorder or whatever you want to call it. Right. And you just are like, yeah, I don't know if I can, you're doing that. So let's, you still want to play video games? Let's play video games. You know, um, I'm sure there's still shit he wants to do. Right. And I'm sure that it is Xbox. Hi, yeah. I'm Neil Brennan for Xbox. <laughs> Um, all right, Bankersons, we did it. We did another one. They said we'd never get to 52 podcasts, <laughs> and I think we did. Goodbye. How you feel? 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 How you feel?